Welcome to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio, a stimulating look at culture, current events, faith, and politics from a Christian and conservative point of view. We don't just talk on the radio, we blog too. Check us out at caffeinatedthoughts.com. Now grab a cup of coffee and join us. This is Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. And Caffeinated Thoughts is brought to you by Myers & Associates, serving the Midwest with industrial maintenance products and services. Call them at 515-795-3676. Myers & Associates, keeping your operations running. Welcome back to another week of Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. This is Shane Vanderhart with Brian Myers in studio. Got Ron at the controls. Absolutely. He's in control. (laughs) And we'll get more Ron throughout the throughout the uh, show. What have you been up to this week, buddy? Well, I went up to Spencer for you. <laughs> for me? For you. Yes. Absolutely. Just for you, Just Brian. For you. I thought you were you were working for a company. Well, and for Myers and uh, Associates. It, that's right. Yes. So that's, you want to be a name drop, huh? Well, no, that's not where I was going with this. I mean, it just it sounded a little odd. <laughs> okay. you, went, you went to you went to Spencer on business. I did. There we go. I did. There we go. And got ahead of the weather, so I didn't remain trapped up in Spencer. So that was good. Yeah, Jonathan's over in the Quad Cities. He was supposed to go up to Waterloo. I I sent him a text. Said, "Forget that. Come home." So, so I saw pictures on Facebook of your your impressive titling project. Thank you, sir. It did turn out well. I'd hate to see what mine would turn out like if I did titling. That you'd be surprised. I mean, once you get going, you kind of get, yeah, you know, uh, a flow. Okay. My uh, my son and my son-in-law helped me with it uh, as as well. We, it, it took us a few days. I mean, it was a big project, but I'm telling you what, when we were done, I was a hurting unit. Yeah. I got a blister on my right knee. My, my thighs don't work anymore. My back was shot. Other than that, I was feeling great. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> What well, do we got going on the show today, anyway? Well, hey, we have a very special guest uh, on the line, a friend of mine. Uh, I oh, that's it. Well. Get rid of him, Ron. He's a friend of Vanderhart's. So yeah. That's it. We're done. <laughs> John Schweppe. <laughs> he's a communications director with the American Principles Project. Uh, he's You've been CPAC, John, right? Not today. Yeah, yeah. You, you had to pull out. You, you didn't even make it there yet today. But I didn't. I didn't make it today. The uh, the traffic for President Trump's motorcade was pretty crazy, so I was uh, backed up on four ninety five so trying to get in. But... His, 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 even his motorcade is bigly, huh? Oh, it's so bigly. Huge. You wouldn't even believe it. Huge, huge, huge. Yeah. So, but so Donald Trump has been in office for a month, man. You know, mm-hmm. probably well, by longest, the end of the- longest month of recent memory, right? <laughs> well, it seems like it's like it's like, it's like a, an eternity. It's like a torrent of things happening. Um, so I yeah. can't. We can't say that nothing is happening. Uh, he's obviously doing things, uh, whether they're good or bad. I guess it depends on your perspective. So what what uh-huh. what do you what do you think about about well, this first month? I mean, it's been really exhausting. I think, truthfully, uh, which is I, I guess a good thing, but. Um, between, you know, the constant media reaction to everything he's doing, the overreaction, um, and the left protesting literally everything. Right. Um, you know, it, it's been it's been exhausting. But truth be told, um, I, I think I've been pleasantly surprised by the fact that he really is sticking to his campaign promises, and I don't think anyone really is disputing that. Um, you, you know, even on, like, I would have, I would have assumed that on immigration, um, he probably would have moderated a bit. Right. Um, I was, I think, like like you and I, I think several other people, I was nervous about 
um, where he would be on religious freedom, mm-hmm. uh, especially with, you know, Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump um, mm-hmm. very publicly being uh, against us on that. Um, so it's been, I guess for me, it's been really a lot of positive surprises. Uh, I obviously, you know, can't say I've agreed with every single thing he's well, done, sure. but, um, but, you know, on the life issue, he's been incredible um, on religious freedom. You know, he just, uh, it came out yesterday, I believe, that the um, Obama uh, education transgender overreach mm-hmm. uh, guidelines are going to be overturned. Um and or rolled back anyway, right? And so I, I that's you know, more I, of a I privacy thing that, than than I think than a religious liberty thing. But that still, it was good. Uh, that, yeah, sure, yeah. Well, and John, you got to really like a number of the appointments that he's made. Perhaps not every one of yeah. them, but but in the main, he has really stacked the deck well with respect to the appointments that he's made. Absolutely. I mean, he's taught, and he's he's very proud of this. By the way, if you if you ever listen to him, never you believe me. Never Trump. I, never I, proud. <laughs> Seriously, never. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, greatest cabinet of all time. Believe me, but um, it's going to yeah, be no, huge. Uh, there, there are uh, a couple picks that I think you guys have even talked about um, at caffeinated thoughts that there's some concerns with. But generally, I mean, having. And and this for me was the big one having Jeff Sessions in there. Oh boy! Yes. Just oh boy! Wow! That, having a true believer, a guy who we can trust, um, that's incredible. That was a home run. It I was. was I was. I was happy with it. It was a grand slam yeah, home run. Yeah. The only you know the only two that I really had concerns about. Um, uh, gosh, and his name's going to elude me. Secretary Tillerson. Tillerson. I had I had concerns about him. Um, mm-hmm. I, and you know whether that come to whether I'll you know. Well, that's warranted or not. We'll, we'll all right. Go, go ahead and hit the next one. Oh yeah, Betsy DeVos. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And I think I think I so far yesterday. So far, my my uh, you know my concerns have come to fruition. Um, she she obviously I, now with the New York Times story that came out this week about the infighting over the transgender. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what to believe there because you know a, after all everything's fake news. Um, but you know, I know reading the article, um, I my knee jerk reaction was like, ah, oh, I can't believe it. Then I actually took some time. I, I made the mistake of reacting to a headline, and I shouldn't. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I read through, and it's like, you know, all this is based off of anonymous sources. Um, it could right. be just this, you know, <laughs> this New York Times uh, uh, reporter uh, meeting with you know three low level White House staff buddies for a beer. You know, so right. the only uh, thing I would say there, though, Shane, is we had heard prior to this that she might not be really strong on right on, uh, on, on on LGBTQ yes. stuff because of some things that she said in the past. So I guess it was believable. And it still, may, I mean, maybe it did happen. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. Um, We're gonna have to wait and I, see. I really, I I think it did happen. Okay, um, truth be told, because yesterday, you know, she had her speech at CPAC and. Um, uh, she had every opportunity to come out and say, by the way, you know, on this, and she didn't. Um, and, and that was the story that had been going around. Um, I was actually a little disappointed, too, um, in, the, in, in the interview. Uh, Kaylee McEnany from mm-hmm. CNN did. Didn't bring it up at all. I mean, this was the top DeVos story of the last week. Yeah. And she speaks in front of yeah. CPAC, and they don't want to talk about it. You know, um, That's not a good the, sign. The one, it's really not. But, but the one encouraging thing that 
um, I took from that time story, uh, the fake news story, um, is that, look, it, it sounds like the that Trump is taking Sessions a lot more seriously than DeVos. And it sounds like the yeah. center of power there, um, He's kind. Of, it sounds like she's being marginalized a little bit. Yep, and that's and good, yep. I know Jane Robbins um, wrote a piece. I, I'm not sure, I can't remember where it ran, but um, she had talked about how under Ronald Reagan there had been a couple secretaries uh, like that that tried to do their own thing and, and was really kind of questioning what would President Trump be like? Would he be the alpha male and really take charge of this or would he delegate to to the secretary of education and it seems like this is at least a good sign um on this particular issue that uh the the locus of power is around president trump but, but I, I am i also am concerned because she didn't bring up common core literally at all yesterday in her right speech, not once well you know because uh because every student succeeds act took care of that don't you oh yeah know? and she brought that up yeah yep. so yep. and that's and, and Setting aside the transgender thing, that's the thing that disappointed me the most when she uh, she came out in an interview, I think, with a Detroit uh, radio station said that, oh, yeah, well, yeah, every student succeeds act really took care of the problem with Common Core at the federal <laughs> level. Therefore, you know, really don't need to do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Well, she, she's, you know, she subscribes to the uh, idea, you know, and and. We've talked about this a little bit as a concern with um, uh, Vice President Pence, but the idea that a rebrand of Common Core is enough, you know, that we mm-hmm. the, the problem is just that Common Core got uh, branded poorly. It's not the actual substance of right. the, the subpar standards or um, the idea of federal government controlling everything. So, yeah, we're, I feel like we're going to be battling this for quite some time. Hey, John. You're listening to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio, and on the line we got John Schweppe. And go ahead, Brian. Yeah, John, I agree. Jeff Sessions at the, the DOJ is just a is, is just a grand slam home run, and it, and I think you're right. I think I think he is obviously carrying an awful lot of weight with the Trump administration. I I, I think that's fantastic. But you also have to feel pretty good about Scott Pruitt over at EPA. Oh yes. Definitely. Well, yeah. I yeah, that warmed my heart that he, uh, you know, he appointed somebody who was actually in the process of suing the EPA to head it. <laughs> I mean, that's just that had to make that had to make any conservative smile whether they supported Trump or not. So that was that well, was it, great. It, it was, was. Go ahead. I I was just gonna say that that was another thing where it's you know you're kind of like okay, you know what does Donald Trump really believe on this? How's he gonna act in terms of the uh, global warming hysteria, and um, again, like this is just another example of being pleasantly surprised uh, with that appointment, and just in general, I, I think that you know he's he he's committing to us, and I, I really there are so many issues with him, and we can go on and on about um, you know, uh, gosh, the Access Hollywood tapes, like all these things. I I totally understand why people chose not to support him in the election, but just strictly objectively, uh, since he's become president, I mean, he really has done, I think, a, a very good job at, at sticking to what he said and, and sticking with the people who got him there. Yeah, one primary disappointment would be in the religious liberty area is that he ne- he did not lift that Obama's executive order, order over true. contractors. That possibly could still happen down the road. I don't know. But I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like, that's like, that's like a, uh, to me, that would have been a no-brainer first step he could have done. Right. No, that's a good point. Well, and I think I think one thing that that we've benefited 
from here is obviously he had both houses of Congress. Um, and I mean, in, in a different set of circumstances, I don't think he'd get much of anything done. But, uh, right. but he, you know, he, he had some coattails. And we've got both houses of Congress, and, and, and if unless the wheels come off the bus completely, we may keep them a while. So, I, well, yeah, and if you look at 2018, um, you know, I don't want to get cocky, um, but the Senate will. map is really bad for the Democrats. Yeah, I, of course I will. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the Senate map is really terrible for the Democrats. There's like two vulnerable Republicans and something like 25 uh, a dozen. Well, there's 25 open. dozen vulnerable Democrats. Yeah, there's 25 yeah. open. You're right. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, the House is, is, is pretty secure. I mean, I guess if, if Trump really uh, does a terrible job, that could come off the way it came off for Obama in 2010. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, it's kind of an exciting idea to think, wow, we might actually have four years to really um, affect change. Well, and I, I think all of the... the protesting and rioting and so on and so forth that's been going around uh, the nation. Uh, I think there's a lot of people on the left that think that if, if they can keep that up and sort of mimic what the Tea Party did uh, several years ago, that they can uh, have a similar result at the midterms. And I'm not so con- concerned about that uh, as, or let's just say, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so convinced that, that, their, uh, that their thought process there is correct. Well, you guys, you guys kind of have a lot of protesting in like Des Moines, right? Like, isn't Des Moines like a little Midwest Kate Ashbury? <laughs> yeah, I suppose that it can be. Yeah. Sure, sure, John. The Grateful Dead's playing downtown yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have some liberal friends that live out there. Yeah, we just have a few liberals around here. Even though uh, Iowa's definitely trending red, which. It was kind of a totally, uh, uh, almost a seismic shift. I thought, you know, not too long ago, I thought we were going to be trending blue, but it seems like we've t- done a complete 180 from the direction we were heading. Now we've got, you know, Republican-controlled uh, Senate and House here in Iowa. Um, the governor's mm-hmm. seat's safe for the most part. I don't see any. Uh, we're going to basically have our lieutenant governor taking the helm once Governor Branstad's confirmed as ambassador to China. I, I don't see I don't I, I don't see her losing reelection just based off of who I'm hearing Democrats putting up against her. So it's that's yeah, interesting. Um, you know the dynamic in Iowa is changing anyway. Uh, even though we still have yeah. our liberal on you know uh, bastions of thought in Iowa City and and Eastern but you know the, 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 there's a similar dynamic throughout the nation. I mean, uh, you, you take away the West Coast and the Northeast, and basically the the whole nation is red. Yeah, and and I, I mean yeah. we're not we're not just talking about um, you know the way the the presidential election went, but you know in their state legislatures, I mean the, they're red as well. The governorships, I mean they're the Repub- the GOP really kicked tail. They did, they did. So um, yeah, and then we Planned Parenthood. How how close is that to being defunded? I can't remember. Was it Senate well, or or the House that voted in favor of doing that just recently? Uh, I believe it was. Um, the house. I know that the issue right now is that it's um, that what they're going to do is try to do it through the reconciliation process. And um, of course, this is not just um, defunding Planned Parenthood, but it's reallocating that yes. money to uh, yes. community health centers uh, that probably will provide even better uh, health care for women, just not abortion. Yep. Um, I strayed from the talking and, points. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh 
uh, I, I think we're, we're hoping that we'll be able to get it through reconciliation. There are a couple stumbling blocks there, um, but it is a priority. Um, and I think, what, what do you guys think right now? Do you feel that Congress has been a little slow? Yes. Yeah. Well, when you I said that's been well, my biggest said, frustration, when you said uh, stumbling blocks, would that be like you know Senator Snow and Senator Collins, uh, that, or, that or McCain for the matter of that? Yeah, I could yeah, think. There's also the issue of um, getting that hide language in the reconciliation bill. True. Um, for for uh, repealing Obamacare and replacing it, um, and that that could be an issue uh, depending on you know parliamentary stuff and all that. So we're kind of continuing to monitor that situation. Hey, John, we're out of time. Thanks for coming on. That was John Schwappi with the American Principles Project. This is Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Stay tuned. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Hi, this is Brian Myers of Myers & Associates. If you're involved in maintenance at a manufacturing plant, you know how costly it can be when a machine goes down. And if the reason that machine went down is because the electronic controls on it failed, it can really be problematic if those electronics are obsolete. Well, not to worry. We represent Providence Industrial Electronics Repair, and they can get your machine up and running in no time. They repair boards, drives, servo motors, light curtains, you name it. So if you need industrial electronics repaired at your plant, or if you have other industrial maintenance needs, give me a call at 515 590-2640. That's Myers & Associates, 515-490-2640. Myers & Associates, keeping your operations running. Thoughts Radio is brought to you in part by Travis Riswold of Modern Woodman of America. Call Travis at 515-883-0029, and he can help you find the life insurance you need. So, on the line, we have a very special guest, <laughs> most special guest to me, because it's my daughter, Kelvy Vanderhart, who's calling in from CPAC. Welcome to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio, Kelvy. <laughs> Hello. So, you, you're in the Beltway, and you, you're surviving thus far? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, technically, I th- are you, I'm trying to think whether you're technically in the Beltway or if you're outside the Beltway in National Harbor. That's a Harbor. good question. I don't know how to answer that either. I'm not entirely sure. I'd have she to doesn't know out. where she's at unless she checks her GPS. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think you're still in the Beltway at that point because uh, I think, okay, anyway, that's totally irrelevant. Um, that's what we specialize in here. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> so what, 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 what's been going on? Well, I am here with Turning Point USA. I'm a staff writer for Hypeline News, which is their website. And so um, we have been covering CPAC, but we've also been advocating for our missions, like our goals, which are free market, free people, and limited government. Um, but other than that, we've had a full slate of speakers. We had Kelly Ann Conway come on yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and she gave a very interesting message. And as a woman, I appreciated it because she talked about a brand of conservative feminism and how the left really likes to cling to feminism, but she grew up in a house where her father had abandoned her. Hmm. Um, and so she grew up in a house full of women, and she said, you know, I was taught to be a strong woman. I was taught to make my own decisions, and I never heard the word feminism in there. 
And so she really uh, reached out to the women in the crowd and especially let them know, you know, to keep your priorities straight, keep your family first, but that you can also reach out for these lofty goals. Um, we also had President Trump in today, which was quite interesting. I've never seen a security detail like that. Um, yeah. I'm assuming yeah. you didn't get in to see him because of security. Oh, no. No, if I had wanted to do that, I would have been here at 4.30 in the morning, and that didn't sound, yeah. that didn't sound too great. I don't like devoting hours to a rally. That's just no, yeah. no. I could speech. definitely hear him though. I was uh, sitting downstairs working um, on a lower level of the convention hall, and I could completely hear him. And I'm thinking, do they realize how loud he is without a mic? They might want to turn it down a little bit. <laughs> That's true. So, did you like what you were hearing? I do, for the most part. Um, the troubling part for me is that. Uh, it really is completely devoted to Trump this year. I mean, you have the outliers, the the speakers who aren't all on board, who are actually true conservatives and who, you know, don't worship at the feet of Trump. But um, something, I think it was Kellyanne Conway, actually, when she came on, said we might as well call it CPAC, like Trump pack yesterday. And I just sat there shaking my head and I'm thinking, do you realize that the conservative movement is not all about Trump? And definitely, well, you know not defined by Trump. And that was that's actually one concern I had about Trump being nominated is that he was going to hijack the conservative movement. Uh-huh. And you know, guess what? That seems to be happening. Well, did he hijack yeah. it or did they just sort of willingly jump on board? I, I mean... Probably a little bit of both, I think. I Yeah, I think a little bit of both. I think there are the people who feel very hijacked and the people who just went with it. Of course, on the other hand, we could do worse than than what we've seen so far. I mean, yeah. Trump, Trump's antics aside for a moment, there's a number of things that have happened over the last month that, that I'm actually pretty encouraged by. Yeah. yeah. And I'm yes. sure you are too, Kelvy. Mm-hmm. Yes. I really, I think the first thing he did that I really liked was halt the federal hiring. I'm thinking that was a great first step. You know, why expand the government even more when you're trying to slip it down? Right. So what are what are some other things you've seen or you've heard or you've done out of CPAC? Well, something interesting. Um, <laughs> we had a pretty unwelcome face show up. Uh, Richard Spencer, the president of the National Policy Institute, you know, the famed white supremacist, thought that he would have a very welcome greeting at CPAC, apparently, um, which is kind of a sad testament to what we've allowed into the movement in um, terms of alt-right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he came in and he was talking with media and once, um, once some CPAC first kind of figured out who he was, uh, they revoked his credentials and made him leave the building actually, which, um, you know, it's, I'm still up in the air as to whether that is what I would have done. He was causing a pretty big scene. Uh, and he is, you know, not a welcome face. However, right. it's, you know, it's a toss up whether or not his credentials should have been completely revoked. Well, Kelvy, hang on here for a moment. That, that you've just touched on the thing that I'm scratching my head about. I, I, I get it that they, once they figured out who he was, that they were like, "We got to get him out of here." What happened that they credentialed him in the first place? I mean, did it just exactly? I, I mean, did somebody just not catch it? Was it probably because Richard? I'm, I'm guessing Richard okay. Spencer's not somebody that uh, his name does is it wouldn't jump out to me because it's actually kind of a. You know, it's not a name that stands out. Well, unlike, 
Milo or Milo or Milo. Milo. Yeah. No, I, I I get that, Shane. But I mean, given the circumstances, you would think that somebody who was really in the know would have gone over that list with a fine tooth comb. Just well, I, I mean, it it's depends, just what I, I think it depends what kind of credentials you got. If it was just ordinary conference credentials, you're talking like a lot of names in there. You know, I mean, but on the same hand, you have been seeing a lot more of this alt right push. Yeah. And the conservative movement and CPAC definitely represents that this year. I mean, Milo was going to be their one of their head speakers until this whole um, debacle came out. Right. We should um, say Milo's last name just for our listeners. I'll let you say it, Kelvy. Yiannopoulos, oh, isn't it? Oh goodness, Yiannopoulos. I think. Yes. Close enough. A word that always scares me when I read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not exactly happy or unhappy that he's no longer at CPAC. Or not gonna. No. He's not gonna be at CPAC. Um. He should have never been invited to begin with. Uh, exactly. That's yeah. Um, something else that's causing a little bit of a stir at CPAC yesterday. Senator Ted Cruz, whom you know I love dearly, I was on the Cruz campaign, uh, and I wasn't up there to see his uh, speech because I was working at the Turning Point booth. But I guess he mentioned the fact that we'll probably have another open spot on the Supreme Court bench to fill this summer. And so people are trying to figure out what he was implying. That, you know. <laughs> are you going to pick somebody off? Are you... uh, apparently. And, you know, liberal liberal media has picked it up quite well. I know, you know? Ruth Bader Ginsburg is going to probably try to, you know, hang on until, you know, <laughs> as I long like as she can. I feel like that woman's just immortal. Like, I, I'm just afraid she's never going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, I, I think she's one that will probably... Um, and I'm not Ill- wishing her ill will by any means. I no. want to make that abundantly clear. Um, <laughs> We're not threatening. But I, I, I don't see her retiring. I think she'll probably die in, in, yes. in, in Yeah, well, She's not going to go anywhere so long as Trump's in office. Right. I right. mean, she might consider it if, if, if the Democrats get the White House back again, she may say, that's it. I'm out of here. Right. But You know, I'd be surprised by that even though, because I, I really do think she's just going to claim that seat as long as she's alive. Even you know, even if she gets to a point where she can't fulfill the duties as well as possible, I I just feel like she would well, we've stay seen, in that position. She, we've she, seen justices do that before. She had a prime opportunity yeah. to retire though during the Obama administration, and she yes. didn't. So, and you know, it's not like she's a spring chicken. No, Mm-mm. no. So it's not no no offense to you know elderly folks, but she's she's I don't know exactly how old she is, but it's. She's got to be close to 90, I think. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, So it'll be interesting to how people keep spinning that um, as the days go on. It's been it's been very fascinating, too. And, I mean, this happened last year, too, to watch the speeches and then go look at the liberal spin. Any protesters? Um, a very, very small anti-Trump protest broke out today. Um, I went to go interview them for Pipeline. But there were probably less than 10 people there. Oh, okay. Um, and their whole point uh, in the video I got was um, that they were wanting to prove to Trump that there are unpaid protesters willing to come and protest, and they're not all just funded by Soros. And I'm like, you could only find 10 of you that are unpaid. <laughs> they think this is kind of counterproductive to what you're wanting to prove, right? True, true. Yeah. Um, so I did ask about the points that they were um, trying to make by being out there. And they mentioned uh, the repeal of Obamacare and how, quote unquote, healthcare is a human right. Well, we could get into that for a while, but it would take a lot longer than 15 minutes. 
Um, and then they, there was a fascinating sentence in there, too, where she spoke about the militarization of ICE um, and the immigration enforcement. And I'm just left scratching my head wondering, well, what do you expect them to do? Like, what do you think their job actually is? Right, right. Hey, you listen to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio, and on the line we've got Kelvy Vanderhart, my daughter, from CPAC. Um, Kelvy, who, who are some other uh, uh, speakers you've been able to hear from? Some other speakers. Um, we heard from Betsy DeVos yesterday, actually. And what um, were your thoughts on bit. about her? Um, honestly, I'm happy she's not in a role where she's going to be giving speeches frequently. Um, <laughs> okay. That was my first thought, and that has nothing to do with policy. But um, she did mention the fact that she is not in that position to make friends. Um, and I think that's an important thing to realize as a cabinet member, that you're not there to just kiss up and, you know, have a cushy job once you leave. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily like everything she stands for, but I really appreciated that sentence, you know, that I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to get work done. Yeah, we're just hope. well, actually I'd like her to get less work done. Uh, based on True. what she what well, she depends leaves. on what you mean by work. If it means yeah. scaling True. down her department, she, that'd be fantastic. Right, yes. right. Yeah. Like she if gets, you just want to eliminate your department, we'd be okay with that too. Yeah. I mean. yeah please be busy at putting the padlocks on your doors. That would be awesome. Hey, Kelvy, Kelvy, yeah. I'm curious about the mood of the people that are that are attending CPAC. Are are they extremely optimistic about uh, meeting some of the challenges, the political challenges I'm talking about uh, over the next four years? Because um, this is going to be this is going to be a tough road to hoe. We're going to have an awful lot of people on the left continually hammering on the Trump administration. They're going to you're going to see protesters continue. Uh, so is the mood of the people one of sort of sort of uh, uh, you know a determined, uh, or is it or is it more like we got this, things are great? What kind of what kind of uh, response are you hearing from the people there? Oh, it's it's very optimistic. I mean, it's a mixture of celebration over what we've been able to accomplish in the past year and encouraging by the fact that we have more to do. And now we have the people in office that make that even simpler to do. Um, I had the chance to speak with someone actually from Australia, from Victoria, Australia yesterday, who's come to the United States basically because he's working to further the conservative, which is actually called liberal movement in Australia. I didn't know that conservatives were labeled as liberals. In well, Australia. classical liberals. Yes. Liberal, yes. the word liberal actually got hijacked. That is that is extremely true. Um, yeah, but they are very, very optimistic. And so you, you see people that are ready to further the conservative movement, and they're really here to gain the training to do that. They're here to listen to the people um, that will prepare them to do that. They're here to listen to their new leaders, and that's really encouraging to me. It's definitely a sense of optimism and American pride. Um, and that's pretty summed up by the theme, we the people. I mean... They're here recognizing that we, the people, have work to do, and I appreciate that sentiment. Great. So um, what's on what's on the agenda for today? After on the Trump. agenda for today. Here in a little bit, I'll be listening to, actually, um, a wonderful panel. It's made up of Antonia Okafor, Katie Pavlich, and Kimberly Corbin, who are all female Second Amendment advocates. Um, Katie Pavlich is more of a writer and a speaker, but she'll be right. moderating. Um, so that'll be that'll be wonderful. I mean, we need more women who are out advocating for the Second Amendment. Um, and Kimberly Corbin is actually a rape survivor, um, and that's why she she advocates for it. She originally voted for Obama, um, thinking that he would be the one who would really advocate for 
victims of assault and then realize that he wasn't doing anything and that the best way um, to defend yourself is with a handgun. And so that panel will be fascinating because, like I said, it's all women. Um, they're all advocates of the Second Amendment, and they are wicked smart. They know their stuff. So that's what I'm most looking forward to today. That sounds fun. That does sound fun. That I mean, sounds the, fun. So, I mean, the panels, I think, are some, one of the best parts about CPAC. And unfortunately, they don't get the they don't get the attention that the, the main no. stage gets. But there's a lot of good information that happens uh, there. You know, people... People are always most excited for the big names, and they don't realize that sometimes it's the smaller names that will teach them the most. Yeah. You know, the smaller names that really have the most wisdom and have, like, a lot of knowledge in these areas. And so I really wish people would attend the breakout sessions, the panels, more than they do. But it's encouraging to see at least a couple hundred people in there. Yeah, very good. So we'll have fun and safe tra- travels back. Um, I know you got a busy day and a and, uh, busy day tomorrow. That was Kelvy Vanderhart at CPAC. Thanks, Kelvy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have this, a good one, guys. Hey, definitely. This is Caffeinate Thoughts Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, this is Brian Myers. When I needed a better life insurance plan, I found it with Travis Rizvold of Modern Woodman of America. When I first met Travis, he wasn't like some other life insurance agents that can be pushy and try to get you to buy something. Travis just made himself available to me. That was it. He told me to let him know if and when I needed anything, and he stayed in touch. When the day came and I did need to make some changes with my life insurance, Travis met with me and walked me through several options so I could make an informed decision. Ultimately, it was the best decision for my situation. So if you need a better or the best life insurance plan for you, call my friend Travis Rizvold with Modern Woodman. His number is 515-883-0029. Travis Rizvold with Modern Woodman. He can help you find the life insurance you need. Call him at 515-883-0029. Welcome to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio, a stimulating look at culture, current events, faith, and politics from a Christian and conservative point of view. We don't just talk on the radio, we blog too. Check us out at caffeinatedthoughts.com. Now grab a cup of coffee and join us. This is Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. And welcome back to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. Caffeinated Thoughts Radio is brought to you in part by Crosswalk Ministries with Scott Owen, who offers biblical counseling and conciliation. Give them a call at 515-292-7141 or go to crosswalkcounseling.org. And now it's time for our news segment, otherwise affectionately known as News You Can Use. All right, first up is the best news of the week. This is from the New York Times, Washington. President Trump on Wednesday rescinded protections for transgender students that had allowed them to use bathrooms corresponding with their gender identity overruling his own education secretary and placing his administration firmly in the middle of the culture wars that many Republicans have tried to leave behind. In a joint letter, the top civil rights officials from the Justice Department and the Education Department rejected the Obama administration's position that non-discrimination laws require schools to allow transgender students to use the bathrooms of their choice. I tell you what, Shane— 
I, this this was a monumental thing. Well, it, it was, and and people need to understand. A lot of states have already a lot of the, these policies on on the books, and what this did is it went uh, in a lot of cases went beyond what states required. States a lot of times just required private accommodation. This is saying, oh no, no, even the public restroom they have to be able to use, and it totally it totally bypassed. Um, you know, basically the right to privacy for everybody else That's using exactly those right. bathrooms. But also, too, it, President uh, Obama, it was it was totally unconstitutional. Uh, Title IX does not give protection for gender identity. Sex, as the original intent for of Congress, meant biological sex, not gender identity. Well, so, effectively, this kicks it all back to the states, correct? Correct. And they're still yep. free to do whatever they Absolutely. want to do in that regard. And, and, and it seems like, as we talked about first segment, reports were true that Betsy DeVos drug her heels. And her identifying as an evangelical Christian, is that that is a uh, disappointment well, to me. Right, and, and, and I agree. And I'm, I'm hopeful that we find out in the future that things are not as bleak in that regard as we think. Okay, right. next up from Politico. Former House Speaker John Boehner predicted on Thursday that a full repeal and replace of Obamacare is, quote, not going to happen, unquote. Boehner, who resigned in 2015 amid unrest among conservatives, said at an Orlando health care conference that the idea that a repeal and replace plan would blitz through Congress is just happy talk. Instead, he said, changes to former President Barack Obama's signature legislative achievement would likely be relatively modest. Well, we'll see what what the Trump administration has to say about that. Right. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me, but I'm not, you know, it's a different environment than what Boehner had when he was Well, there. that's true. Um, the difficulty it, with Obamacare has always been that even if you get past the great hurdle of, of rescinding legislation, which never, when it's, a, when it's a giveaway program that the American people benefit from, it's, it's a very difficult thing to do. But even if you did, they've promised to replace it with something. And right. that's always been a huge issue because the guys, I think Lee Heeb would tell you this. In fact, she may have even said it on the show once. You can't, you can't replace, you can't fix Obamacare. Yeah. You, its fundamental premises are flawed. Right. You can't fix it. You, you, that's and that's so, why it, it needs to be repealed and and replaced. But you can't. I don't think you can do it recklessly either. So I've not mm-hmm. been. You know, people are like oh, it's been one month and they've not acted. It's like, well, I think we need a little time to figure out exactly the best way to do that. Because you know, first do no harm. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you, if you if you do this in a careless, reckless way. Um, politically, that could, and not only could that end up hurting people personally, um, but also you know politically could be damaging too. Next up, this one's from Reuters, Cannonball, North Dakota. Dozens of armed law enforcement, <laughs> dozens of armed law enforcement officials swept through a protest camp near the site of the Dakota Access Pipeline on Thursday, clearing the camp that for months served as a base of, of opposition to the multi-billion dollar project. About 50 police in riot gear, aided by National Guardsmen, moved slowly through the camp in Cannonball, checking structures for any of the several dozen protesters who had stayed beyond the Wednesday deadline to evacuate. The camp was completely vacated shortly after 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, the Morton County Sheriff's Department said in a statement. 
47 people were arrested on Thursday. About a dozen Humvee vehicles entered the camp, and a helicopter flew low overhead with more police officers and National Guard members stationed outside the site. Now, it's my understanding that on Wednesday that actually set fire to a good share of the camp, burned down their, you know, their makeshift buildings. Hmm. I mean, it, the place is an absolute uh, disaster, and apparently there's some real uh, ecological con- or environmental concerns uh, about uh, getting this place cleaned up. <laughs> the, the the people who are protesting the environmental impact. Uh, exactly. There, there's an enormous irony here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, hmm. And oh, I was just gonna. My my only comment was North Dakota has all the best names. I just had to say that. <laughs> no, actually, I think Texas does. But well, Texas, yeah. Dime box and old dime box. North Dakota is probably <laughs> running second place. Then there you go. All right, and now to finish our news segment, drum roll, please. You really want a drum roll? Okay, that was lame. And, and we, see, yeah, you know, and, I didn't get the normal a, intro on and we that. Need, and we see. need a, a, a cymbal crash on that, too. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you the top Trump tweet of the week. Listen to that excitement. That's exciting. People are so thrilled. They're beside themselves. <laughs> This one is at 6.15 a.m. on the 20th of February. The leader of the free world, president of the United States, said this on Twitter. Give the public a break. The fake news media is trying to say that large-scale immigration in Sweden is working out just beautifully. Not! Okay, what this was about is detailed in the Boston Globe. The president's mention of Sweden was widely mocked by critics here and abroad, and as delivered, gibberish it was. You look at what's happening, Trump told supporters at a Florida rally. We've got to keep our country safe. You look at what's happening in Germany. You look at what's happening last night in Sweden. Sweden, who would believe it? Well, during the time frame referenced by Trump, nothing bad happened in Sweden. Yeah, I asked John Gustafson, who's from Sweden, is like, so, hey, what's happening over there? Well, it it turned out that Trump had been watching a Fox News segment that featured an interview with a documentary filmmaker who who produced a film that links rape and violence in Sweden to an increase in refugees from Muslim countries. Mm -hmm. And that's what Trump uh, was talking about he'd seen on TV the night before. (laughs) He, he references the documentary as something that's current event. Well, stop and think about this, though. Our last president never knew anything about any scandal until he'd seen it on the news just mm. like everybody else. Mm, very true. So I'm cutting him a break here. Swedish officials dispute the filmmaker's premise, but the country's humanitarian spirit does come with a price. According to a BBC report, Sweden took in more than 162,000 people seeking asylum That was in 2015. Almost one-third of them came from Syria. With a population of 9.5 million, the country is also reported to have produced the highest number of Islamic State fighters per capita in Europe. Hmm. And about 140 of the 300 who went to Syria and Iraq to fight have now returned to Sweden. This is a legitimate problem. Now, John Gustafson doesn't, doesn't want to admit that. 
This is a big problem. No, no, he, no, he, he's, uh, he, he's just talking about actually what happened. Yeah, but, I, but trust me, I've seen Gus try to downplay some uh, of this stuff. But anyway, yeah, there anyway. we are. Okay. Another great Trump from a, a great tweet from For President Trump. Trump. <laughs> yeah, European. European immigration, they've got some issues definitely they do. That issues. They need to take care of. Open borders, not necessarily a good thing, huh? This Caffeinate Thoughts Radio will be back in a moment. You can't believe you messed up so badly. You have asked God to forgive you, but can you forgive yourself? I'm Scott Owen with Crosswalk Ministries of Central Iowa, and it's time to pause for peace. Kicking yourself for your past sins will not give you the peace you want. The more you dwell on it, the more hopeless your situation will seem. God says that if you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you. Having a clean slate should fill a heart with joy. But why do some people hang on to their guilt? Some reasons are a personal lack of victory over sin, pride, bitterness, as well as ignorance of God's teaching on forgiveness. Learning what allows guilt to hang around is critical to applying God's solution for internal peace and joy. We would love to help you experience that. Please call Crosswalk Ministries at 515-635-5465 or online at crosswalkcounseling.org. Hey, do you want to take advantage of the marketing potential within social media for your company or organization, but you're not so sure how? Let me help. My company, 415 Communications, is a social media consulting firm that works with groups like yours. Go to 415communications.com or give me a call at 515-321-5077. Or send Shane a message by smoke signal or carrier pigeon. Uh That'll work too. And now we've come to Shane's favorite part of the show. We are about to share a story that is truly unbelievable. Yet, you know it must be true because... You can't make this stuff up! All right, this one's from UPI. A Tennessee funeral home is drawing in bereaved customers by offering an unusual service. Wait for it, folks. (laughs) Drive-through viewings. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, okay. Oh, boy. Choked him up. Yeah. Ryan Bernard, who opened the R. Bernard Funeral Home in Memphis with his family at the end of January, said the service is designed to be more convenient for families who are already facing the burden of losing a loved one. I got the idea from a funeral home out in California. There you go. There's the reason right there now. I thought it was something new. Well, it sure was. I thought it would be neat to add the Memf- add to the Memphis area. Just to add something unique to our funeral home. <laughs> Bernard said the drive-through drive-through viewings are offered for no extra charge. Well, <laughs> and we'll wheel them out there to the window. Yes, sir. <laughs> Don't even have to pay a premium price. Okay. That must be no extra charge to families who purchase a funeral package. Say a family has a visitation from four to six. We'd put their loved one in the drive-through. <laughs> Say around one o'clock, and they will have a drive-through viewing from one to two thirty. 
<laughs> he said four families have used the drive through option so far, and all of the feedback has been positive. <laughs> We've been getting rave reviews. We've had people actually just pull up uh, to the drive through because they were just curious. <laughs> and they didn't even know the person who passed. <laughs> Um, we just want to look at a dead body. Yeah. Bernard said Doesn't guests everyone? pull up to a window where they sign in on an iPad and then receive up to three minutes of viewing time. So I suppose the curtain shuts after three minutes. Yeah, I'll bet you so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Some people, well, they don't want to deal with the hassle or the chaos of a large funeral. And they don't want to deal with parking, and especially in inclement weather. So that was an extra convenience for those folks, Bernard said. <laughs> Uh-huh. I got one line here for this. Do you want fries with that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, oh, I oh, I, 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 I'm speechless. You know, any anything can happen in California. All right, yeah. And then this guy goes to California. He sees this, or or reads about it, or whatever. And he imports it to Tennessee. See, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, Here's the thing with visitation. Visitation's not supposed to be about just seeing the the, right. the, 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 the person who passed. It's supposed to be giving comfort to the family. Yeah. You can't do that by just driving through. <laughs> Innovation's good. I like look, innovation. Kids. Look, kids. There's, not, the, there's Uncle Joey. I'm not, the, I'm not sure this is the innovation we need in the funeral industry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it cuts out a lot of that visiting with the family and all that kind of stuff that you would do yeah. at a regular viewing. Well, yeah. that's probably part of the you know part of the attraction. I don't want to talk to those people. <laughs> I know sometimes it's awkward. Like if you only know one person in the whole line that you're going, you're greeting. Sure, through. it's sure. like I don't know you, but I'm sorry for your loss. I don't know you, but I'm sorry for your loss. Anyway, send your you can't make this stuff ideas to story at caffeinatedthoughts.com. We'll give you the credit or the blame if we use your suggestion on the show. Definitely, if you give us stories like this, you get blamed. Hey, this is Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. We'll see you next week, everybody. You want fries with that?